Hey lovers, are you wondering about the health status of your relationship? Well, tune in as I take Catherine's new love quiz, live and in real time on the show today. Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. I have a little something in store for you today. I can tell by the look on your face. (laughs) I'm kind of (laughs) scared. No need to be scared. It's really fun. But I guess it could be revealing. So fun, revealing. I don't know. Is that fun? I always think revealing is quite fun. I'm Uh, intrigued. (laughs) Yeah. So my partner, Mr. Delicious, and I uh, Mm -hmm. created a relationship quiz for clients and people who want to know more about how their relationships are going and where they could go possibly even go to. So we are doing it with Krista today. Our audience, oh my you, God. and Krista <laughs> is going to have some fun because she's going to be taking this live and she's going to get a score. And y'all Wait. are going to know what her score are is. Are you going to be having fun or am I going to be having fun? I'm totally having fun already. And um, you're laughing, so I'm hoping it's going to be fun for you. I'm just kind of like, huh, I don't know if I was prepared for that today. Yeah, you could pretend it and you could do it for someone else, right? Or you could do it for an old relationship. (laughs) Nah, I'll just go for it with Mr. Megan right now. We're we're the authentic ladies. We're the ones that are telling you right here, right now. So Mr. Right Here, Right Now. I don't have any secrets to hide. We have no secrets. Okay. So So how does this work? So how it works is very simple. There's a form and it just pops up when you have the link, which we will share with you. And uh, this first question, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Krista to read the question to herself while I'm telling you guys what it's about. And then she's going to tell us her answer. And like I said, she's going to get a score at the end of this. So So this first question is about our connection to our partners do we or do we have a flat relationship or is it really juicy? Do we have things in our relationship that keep us engaged and experiences that drop us into a yummy, deeper intimacy? Do we have kind of a spiritual space we share together that is fully present and alive? I don't know. Let's see what Krista has to say. Oh, well, I'm looking at the answers and I'm trying to choose between C and D. And uh-huh. so um, in both in both of those, they kind of are saying like, you know, we have a spiritual belief system and um, we feel connected. But like the first one is like says we don't have strong practices that bring us shared meaning. And so that's where I kind of got a little tripped up because I'm like, you know, we don't sit there and meditate together or read the same books or that type of thing. But I do feel like we have a lot of deep conversations and we share well. So, um, but D really makes it feel like there's really some practices that you're doing together. And I know you and Mr. Delicious, you're doing morning meditations and like real grounded practices in the real world together. So, um, Mr. Right here and I, right now, we do not do those type of things. So I'm going to put C. C. Okay, so C is we each have a general spiritual belief system, and while we feel generally connected to each other, we don't have strong practices that bring us more shared meaning and a deeper love together. So the difference between the two that you were choosing is that the second one has like a deeper sense of the, it doesn't have to be any specific kind of practice. It's just like your practice could be Tantra, for instance, which is... Well, now, I might have to clarify. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking I might clarify that for you. So, you know, it doesn't... I'm not saying only spiritual practices, engaging in experiences, spiritual or other practices that lead us to deeper intimacy. And the difference with this one and the one before is we're expanding the depth of our connection and our joy. That's the next step over the one you choose 
choose. Yeah, I, I don't think. I think my answer, my first answer is correct. Good. Okay. I think there's lots of room for us to expand into a deeper, more mature spiritual practice together. Really? <laughs> <laughs> once we once we get tired of having sex together, we'll move on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't ever get tired of having sex together. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know you are. But it's curious. You know, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious if we kind of use that, you know, as a way to connect. And then because we use that so much to connect, that maybe we don't... <laughs> Haven't stepped into other categories. That's fascinating. You know, that's actually that's see. This is this is what's so great about a quiz is it makes you really think. And these these are kind of thinky questions. So mm-hmm. even though it's not a lot of questions, they're thinky. So here we go. Okay, Chris is going to read while I talk to you guys. So in my relationship, hmm, do we carry a lot of unspoken anger so we're not close, or do we fight a lot and blame each other and make up, but then we deteriorate again quickly? Do we argue but reconnect? We're just that couple that's always kind of yelling. But do we kind of wish we had less friction? Or are we someone who disagrees? Are we a couple that disagrees, expresses ourselves strongly, but we really know how to reconnect and it's fine. It really doesn't mess with our relationship. Or do we experience a sense of presence and we're really intimate and expansive all the time? So let's see. Let's ask our contestant, <laughs> Krista Kim. Um, I'm thinking D. It says, you know, even though we sometimes disagree and even express ourselves strongly, we easily reconnect using tools for loving partnership, listening and speaking while honoring our differences and empowering each other, which might even lead to great makeup sex. Right. So the thing about that's accurate. that's accurate. You know, one mm-hmm. of the great things about this question is it doesn't say it's going to lead to great makeup sex. It says if we actually reconnect and it's really true for us that we want to have sex, then that's what will happen. But it might be just as true that someone gets a back rub or a dinner made for them or something that they're really desiring that is sort of the healing balm after right. the argument. So really, it's more about that than it is just about makeup <laughs> sex. And I want to say something interesting. A friend of mine who has been um, a divorce counselor said to me, this is something to be careful about because sometimes people get in a bind where this is the only way they have sex. So they start forcing arguments mm-hmm. because it raises their adrenaline. Right. And then they're having sex only adrenalized, and then it's deteriorating their connection, not building it. So that's not right. what we're suggesting. No. We're suggesting that once you're reconnected, often a natural outgrowth of that is an expression of intimacy, which could be sex or not. Mm-hmm. But in, in Krista's case, we know exactly which one it would be. <laughs> um, so let's go into the next question. So I hope y'all are enjoying this. This is really kind of a fun thing to do for yourselves. And it really gives you not just results, which we will get for Krista, but um, also a way to check in. Like, is this what I want? Oh my goodness. So this one's about intimacy. And um, are we connected? We're not well connected. We are well connected. We share just the passing things about our life. Or we share a lot, but we don't share the vulnerable, risky stuff. Or we're really deeply connected and we say, we do the truth and the deeper truth vulnerably. Or we share everything and we feel really free and intimate about it. Each one of these is very explicit and not sexually. I did not mean that. Mm-hmm. Each one of these is explicit in the way it really gives you a chance to think through uh, which answer you have. So I'm just giving the people on the podcast, all our listeners, just a chance to be with this um, as we go through it. And so you understand the context when Krista does it. But I'm highly recommending that you all do this quiz for yourselves. So this one's challenging for me because um, it's interesting because Mr. Right Here, Right Now, we don't share a lot about our day-to-day life like because mm. we live pretty separate lives. But we come back at night and reconnect. But we don't talk about like, oh, what did he do today? What did I do today? And not a lot of that. We talk more about the things that we're creating together, whether we're cooking together or friends we have over but it's not about 
friends. Well, maybe more like friends, but we're not talking about our families and that type of thing. But with that said, we are sharing at a, an extremely high level of authenticity. So almost like we're sharing about the stuff that would really, really matter or that I think that most people would be extremely challenged by in a relationship. In that regard, we share really well. It's in the the day-to-day life sharing that we don't share around. Well, why don't you look at your last two choices because they don't so much talk about your daily life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, these are ones for our audience that are um, focused on authentic truth and kindness And even though it's hard to hear, we know the truth leads our intimacy is one of the answers. And the other one is we're completely free of the expectations and limitations around life. And we've healed a lot of stuff. So we own truth and we share without blame. Basically, this is a place where people aren't getting upset a lot. Like there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of upset being traded back and forth because this has a really high consciousness vibe to it. Um, So... I invite you to choose whichever one is more true about your partnership. Um, I mean, there's part of me that feels like it's an E because we, I think the, the things we discuss is above and beyond expectations and limitations. And we're not, um, we're, we are both owning our own truths. And, you know, when we talk, it's not out of like argument, even though it's out of discussion, it's not out of like, screaming at each other or having those type of um, battles. So I'm going to go with E. Excellent. Okay. And just so our audience knows, some of the other ones are really just um, explanations of lives that are more in the day-to-day world and not so much in the um, the spiritual world. So as we know with Krista, <laughs> she's going to be, um, she's going to be more, highly um, attuned to some of those. And that isn't the only relationships that we're trying to talk about here. I just want to assure everyone there's all levels that you can right. go through. Um, so the next question, drumroll, Krista. Um, so this is about decision-making in your life. And it goes all the way from my partner makes most of the decisions or that we don't make decisions. Uh, this has certainly been true in my life a couple of times where we're so bogged down, we can't move forward when nobody makes a decision about anything. Um, or we split our responsibilities. So one person makes them about school and home and the other person makes them about work or money. And, you know, however you split that up, I'm not stereotyping that, I hope. Um, and then it moves into an area where we make decisions together, but it takes longer and a lot of exploration when we do that. And this is really going to depend on the type of uh, relationship you have. So, And then our decisions emerge together from our individual complete expression. This is a really high state of almost a communication in some ways that's nonverbal mm-hmm. and Uh, It just kind of arises out of the conversation and then the direction or choice sort of appears. It sounds a little woo-woo. It is a little Um, (laughs) woo-woo. But it is a place that people can get their partnerships to that create a lot less friction and a lot more aliveness. So um, we're not expecting your relationship to be perfect today, Krista, so you don't have to worry. (laughs) Well, it's funny that you say that because I was just like, having this thought of like, ooh, this is starting to show me areas where I desire more than what I'm having. Right. Or, yeah. But not, I wasn't conscious of it. So like right now reading this question, it's a lot about, um, you know, whether we're making decisions together or not. And since we don't, since our day-to-day life and we is not um, meshed together and because our living isn't, you I know, mean, our living situations, we're not living together. And because we, you know, have some very separate family issues, we there's not really room to make joint decisions together. And so I don't know if that's a fault or not. I mean, there's actually something kind of amazing about it because it allows us to stay in this space of a little bit more deliciousness because we don't have to get caught up in the typical decisions that a lot of either married people or long-term people have to um, deal with, whether it's, you know, cleaning of the house or decisions about kids and finances and all that stuff that that those parts of our lives are so separate. Well, Krista, so there's less yeah. room for like um, irritation around it. 
And with that said, it makes me go, oh, does it also kind of create a chasm in the middle of like an area that we aren't connected or might not ever be connected? I don't know. Hmm. Well, one thought, Krista, is um, part of this question is about the deciding of I decide and we decide. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, true partnership is built on each person getting clear and then the decision from the center. Not not every relationship is going to be a partnership, but that's part Mm -hmm. of what this quiz is revealing is do you have a partnership and do you want one? Because they're cool and you have Mm -hmm. to really want them because they can be more work sometimes. They can be better. I don't know. It's confusing. (laughs) So... So my answer is C. We split the areas of our lives and make decisions in those areas on our own. Sometimes it's hard because I would like to have more say in a decision my partner is making, but at least we are not stuck in indecision. Okay. And I think, you know, even recently we had a moment where we didn't know what the answer was. And the decision we made was to not make a decision. And that was okay. Yeah. Good. I like it. That's it. And, you know, that's an actual demonstration of we decide. Neither of you Mm -hmm. had the clarity. And so you both together said, we're not making a decision. But it wasn't like one of you said, I'm not making a decision no matter what you say. And then there was no collaboration. So that was a nice collaborative conversation. Yeah. Okay. So this one, in my relationship, when I feel separate or alone, and then this describes different scenarios of what you might do. You might withdraw and blame your partner for being distant. (laughs) (laughs) Never happened to anybody here. Nope. Uh, Or plan something to do to entertain yourselves that hopefully will make you feel better. Um, Going to bars and drinking, maybe still not (laughs) on our top of our list, but has certainly in the past been used by many people to get connected. Um, Doing things by ourselves, coming back, not connecting, doing things by ourselves, coming back and connecting, Um, feeling more like you're at home with your partner when you get home. Um, really getting connected and then coming back to your partner and sharing what really went on um, and and having them really hold you in a space where you can actually feel and feel the love and care that you're getting from them as you go through the process of sorting out your aloneness and your loneliness. And then uh, the last one is a choice of no matter whatever enters our space, we stay connected where our connection is resilient and sustaining. This is a very high place of partnership. This Mm -hmm. is a place where um, many of us aspire and most of us don't get to certainly right away. And mostly it's going to be an on and off thing. Sometimes we're there. This is, this quiz is based on what do you do mostly? That was right. I'm having the awareness too, that one partner could be operating like in a question like this, one partner could be operating at an E where another one's operating at a C or a B. True. So then. So these questions are not numbered. They are A (laughs) through E by Mm -hmm. um, level of connection in some ways, I would say. But these are also preferences because some people want to have these massively connected lives and other people prefer to have something that's more friendship based or, you know, companionship based or joy based. Um, but that includes, a, you know, a lot of other people, not so much a spiritual experience. So that's what the clarification is. Cool. So I'm going to go with D. I connect to myself first, then share my experience fully with my partner and ask for some support. My partner listens and is attentive, allowing me to move through emotional, spiritual material, empowering us to come back deeply with love and care. Beautiful. Beautiful. The next one is the one you've been waiting for is about sex. Mm, yeah. Yay. So it starts all the way with we're not currently being sexual with each other, which is um, certainly something that happens. <laughs> well, and, and for sometimes for reasons, um, there are periods of time when people choose that for a variety of reasons and could be all sorts of you know health reasons and things like that. But this just gives everybody a chance to say that for sure. Um you know, one of this is an area that Krista and I have explored this year talking about self-betrayal. Um, I give in to sex when I don't want it because I feel like I should. That's mm-hmm. something that has come up for a few of my clients. And it's really um, an eye-opener, I think, because people realize, oh, maybe that's not so great. And they knew it wasn't. But when you see it written down on a piece of paper, sometimes it right. gets your attention. So, um, 
you know, usually feeling connected to our partners and you're kind of good with sex when you both want. It doesn't matter who the initiator is. That's kind of a Mm -hmm. nice thing to have happening. Um, And then taking it to another level, you keep that polarity alive constantly. You're sort of always in the sexy place with each other. I mean, I wouldn't say always, but, you know, most of the time so that whenever there's an opportunity, your sexual attraction just kind of brings you into that kind of connection and it's powerful and expansive. Um, And then the last one is, of course, again, the highest spiritual one, which is uh, mutual creativity that sometimes shows up as um, sexuality, but also shows up in other ways where it's a transformational peak experience um, and doesn't always show up as sexuality, which is interesting for some couples. So, Mm. Krista. Um, I'm going to go with E. There is a mutual creativity present, allowing our connection to move in a graceful rhythm through us. Our energies combine in sensations that grow into a transformational peak and results in intense resolution, manifesting itself sexually and otherwise. Very nice. Oh, I'm getting hot. I know. I was like, (laughs) wait a minute. Temperature just went off. (laughs) Temperature's rising. Okay. So uh, now, I hope we're keeping you all engaged because this is an amazing quiz. We really want everybody to get the information from this and really find out what they need. Really fun thing to share this with your partner and take it with them. Or, I mean, alongside them so you can compare your answers. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny, though, if they had like completely, like completely different take on the relationship? Well, that could happen with men and women, right? Um, yeah. And, and it could happen with women and women and men and men, whoever is holding the polarity of masculine or feminine could see things very differently. So that will be interesting. Um, So this one's about getting your needs met, rarely asking, mostly, uh, I wish I could get more help, but I can't. Um, Getting my needs met, but people don't show up for me, so I'm resentful and I demand it. I am self-sufficient. I take care of myself and But if somebody doesn't help me when I need it, I just let go of it. Um, Mostly caring for our own needs, but when we fulfill for each other, it's really out of an honor and a respect for each other. Um, And we make sure that the need gets met within each of us so that we can stay honorable and loving. So we're not uh, taking our lack of sleep or lack of something, food or whatever it is, out on each other. And then the last one is our needs are not separate. They emerge together and we share the space of the unfolding journey. Needs are met in the dynamic interplay. So what do you think, Krista? Where are you guys on that one? Um, Well, I think this is more uh, like my weakness. Obviously, over the last year, we've listened to a lot of my struggle with like asking for what I need or how, Mm. you know me having needs or is it okay for me to have needs so um this one's probably a b for me i try to get my needs met from others but often i give in to others needs and tuck my needs around the sides of theirs inevitably sometimes i get so fed up and resentful that i demand my needs and get them met even with opposition from others so i don't know if that part quite resonates i don't i don't think i get to the point of being like so fed up and resentful that i demand but i think that my tendency is to try to not be a bother to anyone, try to take care of it myself, um, take care of their needs first, kind of hoping that maybe they'll turn around and provide for my needs. So it, it's somewhere between a B and a C, but I'll do the B. I think the B is good for this one since you don't always take care of your needs. I think. Yeah. yeah, good, good. Um, And let's go to the next one. All right. So (laughs) this is great. You guys, there's only a couple more questions. Hang in there because this is going to be fun. Um, So I can't count on my partner or my partner partner or partners. This test is written so that um, it is inclusive. So it's partner, partners, and they are the the, um, pronouns so that people can come to it from any lifestyle. Um, but mostly my partners do what they say, but when they don't, I get upset and creates conflict. I try to be clear about my requests. Um, but after two or three chances, I just easier to let it go and not get my Mm -hmm. requests met. So pay attention to that one. Um, if I have a request, (laughs) I talk with my partner with clarity and, 
I usually usually requires more conversation to get clear and on track. I know we both need support, you know, things like that. And then the last one is, again, that sort of higher fluid spiritual place of I'm fluid and transparent and my partner invites support. It arises in the moment. And that's a pretty high space of being aware of your partner to such a degree that you can sort of feel into needs and desires in that way. What do we say, Krista? (laughs) What's this one about? Um, well, it's funny because this is exactly what um, Mr. Right here right now <laughs> have been, you know, experienced over the last couple of days of expressing our needs and getting them met and how we're communicating them and where we feel that down or, you know, the giving of the chances and that type of thing. So, um, it's somewhere between the C and the D. So giving chances, and if they don't we, get it right, I might get annoyed, but I usually let it go. Or do you keep I don't, working on it? I, I don't let it go because letting it go would mean that then I didn't get my need met. Mm-hmm. So that to me feels like a like I've grown past that. So, you know, I give the chances and if they still don't get it right, that's why I'm thinking it goes into the D because then I go back and we're, we're talking about it and we're clarifying what needs to happen. And it does take some conversation to get clear and on track. And um, we're both supporting together what we both need, I feel like. So I'm going to go with D. Yeah, I think you've grown into a D, darling. Which Um, I could look at my last two relationships and be like, okay, I was at an A. So this has been a huge growth for me. So read the A out loud so everyone can hear it. Um, A is I can't count on my partners. They usually don't do what they say they're going to do, so I don't trust them. And so then I would just sit there. And instead of doing something about it or trying to – I mean, I think I tried to shift it and change it, but it just wasn't going to happen. And so I allowed myself to just stay in a situation where that was the the baseline. Whereas now in this relationship, not only does that not apply, but even at, say, we started at a B, um, you know, it, it we're just able to talk about it. And there's no, like, accepting of the, the low standard. It's like, no, that's not good enough. This is where I'm going. Do you want to go with me? If yes, let's keep going. If no, bye. So having that kind of attitude, I think, has allowed us to to get to that D level. Yeah, really, really high level of self-love and self-honoring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have talked so much about it, we're actually blue in the face. But mm-hmm. um, we have learned from talking to you all about it, how important our self-awareness and our non-self-betrayal. Like, this is the place where self-betrayal shows up, and we want to... Nip it in the bud because otherwise... And that's where I've grown. I think that right. you just said it. Like it's the self-betrayal and the self-love that that's what has shifted so powerfully within myself. Like I finally feel worthy of all that. So now I'm calling in a partnership that's actually meeting there, meeting me there. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Happy to hear that, my darling. Okay, so this one's more about our emotional life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it starts out with not sharing feelings and worries with each other. We don't really deal with the emotionality. We share our feelings with our friends, not so much each other. Um, in the next example, we try hard to understand, but we sometimes add just more hurt and anger when we try to understand. And I wish we could talk more calmly. You know, that's another one. Um, we care about each other emotionally, but when we're hurt, we feel slighted by each other, we really struggle. So that's another choice. Um, We've addressed some things, but there are other things that we don't talk about that we're concerned might haunt us later. I've certainly been in that position in the past in my life. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. And it always has come back to haunt me, just for anybody who's wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Secrets are not a good thing. Um, And then uh, we're emotionally available, closely connected. We have wounds, but we share about them. And then, you know, having done, the last one is having done a ton of healing and forgiveness work. We create a lot of love and honor and joy at the center of our connection. So I want you to know that these examples are actually people who have Mm. these relationships and partnerships. So I don't want you to think we're making up stuff. Oh, nobody's ever done that. It's not true. (laughs) That can happen. You just have to want it. It's another level. So let's jump in with Krista again. This one's interesting for me because um, I'm a very emotional person. And Mr. Right Here Right Now is probably more of a mental 
physical person. So I think our biggest challenge is he doesn't have a, a big emotional body. And I say this with a ton of love and a lot of understanding and compassion, but um, there's probably some Asperger's on the in the air and undiagnosed. And we've talked about it. And it's this. You won't be surprising him with this information. No, 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 no. We talk about it and we, you know, (laughs) it's there, but it it kind of blocks the emotional availability. And there's a part of that that I'm actually okay with, probably because my last two relationships had so, such high levels of emotion that it was exhausting. So the, the discussion now is about like, Okay, yes, there is a kind of a tendency to have no emotion, but it doesn't mean he doesn't care and it doesn't mean he's not smart, it doesn't mean he's not spiritual or not, and he has a really high level of communication in a lot of ways. So it's kind of like this little deficit that's there that we use the other categories um, to kind of compensate for. Hmm. And I don't know if that makes any sense to everybody, but so when we're talking about these categories, it's like, Man, I am so emotional. <laughs> and it's like, um, he deals with my emotions very, very, very well. Like my, because, and maybe this is part of it, because he doesn't emotionally react, he welcomes all of my emotions because it doesn't trigger him. He doesn't have an emotional <laughs> reaction to it. <laughs> it's kind of an excellent bonus to this. And... um and yet, when I'm trying to get information out of him, or sometimes I feel like, oh, he's not letting me in, it's really that component of because, oh, he's not being emotional. So I don't know what he's thinking. I don't, you know. But he, a lot of times, he's just like very um, matter of fact. Yeah, just matter of fact. And this is the way it is. And this is what I think. And blah, blah, blah. But there's no emotion behind what he's saying. So it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse in a way. Mm-hmm. Um. So I feel like maybe I'll just put it at a C because we care for each other emotionally, meaning like he doesn't dismiss any of my emotions, so he welcomes all of them, and I accept his kind of lack of emotion in a way, like, as it's okay. Not everybody's going to be, you know, like open-hearted, open book, everything comes out and they share all their emotions all the time, but he shares in so many other ways that I'm okay with it. Cool. So C is we care for each other emotionally, but when we are hurt or we feel slighted by each other, we struggle. I don't. I think the struggle is just in how to accommodate each other. Uh-huh. Not like we're not making the other wrongness, or we're not struggling like oh he should change or I should change. It's just you know how do we adapt to each other's style? That's a really and, big thing for people. So I think it, it's accurate for you to choose that way. Yeah. So it says we have addressed many things in our lives, but some things we have just had to walk away from. And so we're, we walk away from those things, not out of like anger, but more out of like, oh, that one's, we're just going to see that differently. Mm-hmm. Like there's just acceptance. The lens, acceptance. Uh-huh. Um, and the, it does say, I worry that those things will come back to haunt us. I don't really worry about that. Um, so this is a great part of the question about if anybody's listening and wants to take this quiz you can't get everything on a quiz that you're saying words for other people and capture right. every single relationship. So what we say is what's true, what's the most true for you most of the time. So it's like two mm-hmm. most most, right? And that's just the direction we have to go with this. So it's multiple choice. It's more fun that way. You don't have to come up with all the words, <laughs> but they may not all completely fit. And let that be okay. Yeah. Like in that in that moment when I was changing, choosing that answer, it was like this part of me that wanted to almost have like a disappoint, like a disappointment that we couldn't be better at it or that, <laughs> I don't know. It's just let it, just let it be. Let it be, let it be, let, let it be. be. Um, okay. And now this next one is about taking time for yourself because we all know that that is one of the most major contributors to your partnerships and relationships. So rarely taking time for yourself, doing things for yourself physically, but not really caring for yourself, um, not really sort of being with yourself or loving yourself. Um, taking care of your needs first and seeing what else you might want. That's a good one. Um, 
trying to get to a deeper sense, um, someone who finds time to spend with them, their emotions and their journals, and they take spiritual time and they nurture their inner peace. That's another place. Um, and then, you know, this very expanded place of I honor the being that I am, more that I own that, the stronger I am, you know, those kinds of things. So again, that's a, a little bit of a higher reach and a higher spiritual place. Um, so Krista, where do you find yourself on this one? I think E. Um, I honor the unique being that I am. The more I own this, the stronger I am in the true identity of myself, the more able I am to be present and whole, available to create a powerful partnership. Um, the last sentence is, my partner self-honoring allows f- this for them too, which he's not going to be the person who's journaling and doing all of those things, but he's very good at maintaining his boundaries and then taking the time for himself and doing the things that you know fill him up. Well, interestingly enough, E didn't say that you write in your journal, right? Sure, sure they didn't. <laughs> no, that was not what was part of that. So, you was know, that intentional? Yes, absolutely intentional. Yeah. So, you know, again, like I said, I squeezed the juices of people's lives and made these questions from it. So, this is that's, what people shared with me. That's so interesting that you say that because um, I really have not been journaling lately. And th- this morning, I was staring at my journal like, so interesting. It's like, I used to feel like I needed to journal to process, process, dump, dump, dump my stuff. And I probably haven't really journaled in months. It's like, or when I do, I feel like it's because I have to, not because I need to. It's like, I am, um, it's like, I'm, I think I'm processing in the moment, minute to minute, day, like nowadays. And so I'm not as much needing the, it's, there's not the buildup happening inside that I then need to use journaling as a way of processing because it's like I've made the leap from journaling to processing in the moment. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I've had the same exact um, process. I haven't been able to write in my journal for about a year and a half or two years. Mm-hmm. And now I just draw. And when I write something, it's uh, more purposeful. But mm-hmm. I, I like to doodle. So I doodle sometimes when I'm in contemplation, but I cannot write words down. It's very weird. And um, so I'm, I wonder I'm totally if there's that something part of the spiritual awakening or the process. Because we're not saying everybody stop journaling. No, it's no, like, journal. It's such an amazing tool. And I'm just realizing I didn't realize there was an, maybe an evolution of that process mm. that would someday kind of complete. Well, maybe, and maybe it's a circle. Maybe there'll be times again when it'll be the time to write in journals because there'll be something we're processing, some grief or some Mm -hmm. change in our life that's really big, and it'll go right back to that. But for now, that's not what's happening. All right, we're getting close to the end, everyone. In my life, I have no idea what I really want, so I settle for (laughs) what comes my way. Now, this has certainly happened to me. Um, I've been going without. I spend time wondering what I want. Spinning in circles and afraid I won't step in. I feel like there's something missing in my life. I am beginning to sense and discomfort and dissatisfaction. So starting to wake to some inner voice that might want to say something. Um, then um, this one is stressed and unfulfilled. I listen and inquire and seek my direction and my path. Being sensitive to what makes me smile, feel calm and happy. And then, um, you know, I've reached a sense of calm acceptance of life and where I am. It's created an opening to see myself clearly. So I'm not reading all these that's answers. That's me. That's me. That's, that's me. me. That's me. E. 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 So. I'm an E. Fully. Pr- so, Krista, read it to us. Yeah. I have reached a sense of calm acceptance of life and where I am in it. This has created an opening to see myself clearly and have the strength to be myself fully participating in loving partnership with joy and passion each day. And I really feel like I just stepped into this phase of my life in the last six months. Yes, Mr. Here and Now has given you many growth opportunities, and you were tired of doing what you had been doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, in my life, I try to be supportive of others when they're hurting, Um, I... But um, I just go on, I just take their side whenever they're dealing with something. I feel bad when others are hurting, but I'm also frustrated if they won't change what they're doing. And that makes me a little crazy. That is not actually worded that way in the question. Um, When I care for others who are hurting, sometimes I struggle with my own mood and I take their problems into myself. Some people who consider themselves empaths feel this very Mm -hmm. strongly. 
Um, I work to feel calm and loving and center myself. And then I feel compassion for them and myself, knowing I'm most helpful when I'm present and available. And then um, I'm a clear expression of divine unconditional love. I empty myself and open to the joy of our shared experience. So again, you know, these are going to be things that you want or don't want um, that fit into your life or don't, and that makes sense to you. And you'll choose. So Krista, what's your choice here? I think I'm D. I work to feel calm and loving and center myself first when others are upset so I can share my love with them. I feel compassion for myself and others and know that I am most helpful to all when I have a clear mind, a calm center, and an open heart. Beautiful. So I see that there's room for me to grow because in that last one, it was, um, you know, a clear expression of divine unconditional love. I mean, that's definitely a big space to step into. But I also don't know if I'm as expressive, you know, in my loving. I might feel it in my heart, but I don't necessarily put it out there or give it to other people as Mm. freely as I know that's available to me. So D. Great. So you got D and you might even want to have E someday, but all right. So these last few, Krista, I just want you to go through them quickly because they're all a scale of one to 10. How do you experience yourself in your life most of the time? So just tell me your answer. So it's a one to 10. The first one is unhappy is a one. 10 is happy. 10 is extremely happy. So, you know, be careful what you choose. (laughs) You know, choose something that seems reasonable because this is what what you are most of the time. Um, and you can I just tell I'm me an eight, uh-huh. an eight. Okay. Then this one is upset is a one and balanced how you experience yourself most in your life. Eight, eight. Beautiful. Um, judging to accepting. Do you see yourself and feel yourself judging a lot or do you get to the other end of accepting when someone is even sharing things with you, you don't want to hear or do you think is wrong? How do you respond to that? I think I'm a nine. I feel like I'm pretty tolerable of. Tolerant, tolerable, something. Yeah. So this one, uh, disconnected to connected. So one is disconnected, which means you don't feel you're loving. You don't feel your heart open. Ten is connected. You're most of the time. What do you experience? Mm, Seven. Okay. Beautiful. Distant to close. How do you experience yourself? From a 1 to distant to a 10 to close. So in your daily life, do you consider yourself to be close and connected or kind of distant and a little bit more, uh, I don't want to use, uh, aloof would be down by distant, right? Mm -hmm. So it's more like, are you a little bit more reserved or hold, is there space for you to grow in your ability to be close? Right. I'm probably a 6. Okay. Now, this one is closed or open sexually. So this is a 1 to a 10 when you feel this is can be varied in very time, different times of your day. But in the most times, Krista? I'm a 10. You're a 10. <laughs> you're here For now. For the first time in my life, yeah. Woo-hoo. Okay. Insensitive to compassionate. So when big things are happening in the world like there are now and we're all taking deep breaths and finding our responsibilities in our places. Where do you find yourself? Insensitive one, compassionate 10. I'm an eight. An eight. Okay. Um, Frustrated to letting go. So frustrated is holding on, right? Holding on (laughs) and controlling all the way down to letting go. And, you know, like our friend Krishnamurti would say, I don't mind what happens. It's a very big challenge for many, many people. All of us. I'm an eight. You're an Eight, eight. Eight, eight. Okay. Good. Stressed to calm. Do things really drive you crazy in your day or do you mostly feel calm? I'm calm. Eight. Eight. And overwhelmed to balance. Does your life, do you set up your life in a way where you're always rushing and frustrated and going along? Um, or are you more balanced in the way you approach I think your I'm life? a nine. You're a nine. I'm a nine. Okay. Fearful to powerful. Are you a victim or are you in charge of what's happening to you in your life? And I don't mean to say, I mean, are you at the effect of what's happening around you? Or do you really feel like you take charge in a, not in a pushy way, but in a whole soulful kind of way in your life and make things different where they need to be and, you know, find your way with that. What do you think? I'm an eight. Eight. All righty. 
and controlling to flexible. Do you hold on really tight and or you let people's plans change, your plans change, <laughs> life's plans uh, change? All of us are looking at this right now, right? Yeah. I, um, seven. Seven? <laughs> Is it a seven? You have a little bit of a look. I don't know. I'm trying to decide maybe I'm six. It's no shame. This is just a way to track your progress, right? So, which feels right. I'll go six. Six. Okay. I'm kind of controlling. (sighs) (laughs) Distressed to blessed. So, do you feel at the effect? Do you feel like life is kind of hurling bombs at you? Do you feel like you can't get on top of your life or whatever? Or do you feel like genuinely you feel grateful and think that life is really happening in the best way for you? I'm a nine. You're a nine. Beautiful. Uncertain to stable. Do you feel like your life is super uncertain and things are wobbly? And Now, uncertain does not mean uh, that you know what's going to happen. It means do you feel uncertain? Do you feel wobbly and scared? Or do you feel stable, centered, even when things are not clear what's happening? Mm, I feel like I'm nine. All right. Woohoo. We're done. <laughs> Drum roll, Krista. Let's see. Hmm. What's going to happen? So you're going to get a screen that pops up and tells you what your results score is. And then, hmm, what's oh, in I it? Oh, I got it. <laughs> oh, you got it? Okay. I got it. You got it. You guys, I got a 79.36 and I have no idea what it means. Oh, wait, there's a little description. <laughs> so it says... You are not a novice at working with yourself and others, and you still have an opportunity to explore your blind spots and how they get in your way in your relationships. Yes. Your results indicate that you're still relying on yourself to handle a lot of life and allowing some stress and struggles to separate you from your partner. Not yet finding the fullest satisfaction in your connection. True. With an understanding of your specific results, you will have the chance to clear out what isn't working and dive in more deeply to what you want. Yes. Yay. Um, that's awesome. And then it looks like you're offering um, me to uh, offering to help me. I am. <laughs> I am. And what I offer there is because I know when people get their results, it'll be like, well, what do I really, how do I make sense out of all this? Right. right? And because I have so much more information on the backside than anybody does from just doing the quiz, uh-huh. um, I'm offering a free consultation and an hour to make a next steps partnership plan for Amazing. like, what would you want? What would you what, you know, do you want to get more solid somewhere? Did one of the questions really t- tweak you? And um, it's really been an amazing experience to work with people doing this. Mm, I bet. Because their eyes are opened and they're excited about what they're seeing and what they want. Or in some cases, a little taken aback by what they're seeing. But still, there's so much information that there's a way to move into it and move through it. So we went live first and we had 57 People that just jumped right in right away, and it was very exciting. And now uh, we decided to take it down just to make sure we were completely ready. <laughs> and then uh, we're gonna we put it back up, so you'll be able to find this. And um, well, I yeah. want to talk about my experience with taking it. Yeah. So at the very end, I'll tell them where they can find it, and you tell us the experience of taking it and receiving your results. How was that publicly? Yeah, seriously. Well, I think what's interesting about it is it's, I I love that there's like no shame in where you are on the list because we, you know, I've done a ton of this work. You've done a ton of this work. So yes, a lot of our results are going to be on the higher end. And I love what mine said about there's still that next level of growth. And I think we're so used to going and seeking help when we're in like trauma mode that when we are actually at a mode that feels pretty peaceful and nice and comfortable, that we mm. don't go, hey, there's room for me to go get some help. Because people would be like, well, what do you need help for? You you seem pretty happy. And it's like, yeah, but there's this whole next level of happiness that we don't even, most people don't even realize is out there and available. So I love that it doesn't matter whether you're scoring really high on this list or not. It's like if you do score high, it's like congrats, and what's the next level of happiness and joy that you want to experience? So and I'm just saying that because I know the work you do is powerful, and I, I think that 
even for people who are coming in and they're like, oh shit, I just, you know, scored in the lowest category. Oh, you know, what do I do? It's like, yes, it's time for you to get to work and maybe seek some professional help. And once you root through the ones and the twos and the three, you know, different levels, then that's where it gets exciting because you can start going like, whew, okay, we've cleared out the gunk. Now let's step into like full power and enjoyment and bliss with my partner. Cool. You know, one of the things that we've noticed in doing this is that what comes to light is that people aren't taking care of themselves well enough. Mm -hmm. Um, That seems to be the number one issue that's showing up is when especially, and even you noticed as you were going through like, oh, wait, I actually want something else (laughs) and I haven't even asked for it, right? Right. And that's what we find, especially in the in the lowering, lower scoring is not there's something wrong with your relationship per se, because how would we know? But that where the results show up is that there's something about the way you're taking care of yourself that Mm -hmm. is hurting you. And I wondered what you think, Krista, should we read a couple of those other possibilities for what people might hear as they go to the answers, um, depending on what result level they're at? So we got what it said about you at the level you were at. Or I don't should know we if we should tell them. Secret. I think it needs to be a secret and they need to okay. go take the test because I I also think that, you know, listening to me take the test in my experience is different than them having it themselves and for them to really look at the choices and assess where they are. I think it's a brilliant exercise and I highly encourage everybody to get on there and Take it. So where do they find this amazing they quiz? They find this amazing quiz at a sweet little place called intimatepartnership.com. Go there, take this quiz. It's totally free. It's quick. It's easy. It'll come right to you. You'll get your results right away, right? You didn't even have mm-hmm. to wait for them. They just popped right up. And then if you're into it and you want something a little bit more, come check in with me and let's talk about how to get you to the next steps. It's a very cool thing. And it's been really fun. And thanks for listening and the enjoyment of this experience. (laughs) Um, I'm so, I love, one of the things I love the most about Krista, and I'm sure you all know this, is that she's always game. And she's willing to just be out there, authentic, and willing to just say what's happening for her, for her partnership, and maybe for her past a little bit and what didn't work for her in other relationships. So maybe someday I'll give you my (laughs) results too. But for today, it's Krista's show. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Krista. And thanks thanks everyone for listening. This was amazing to have this opportunity. And uh, yeah. As we always say. Spread Spread the the love.